inches. That's not so hot. I guess uh, this guy's gonna die. It's on top hey, of the he's car. It's on top of the car. <laughs> what do you want in a sandwich? Ha! <laughs> I want guff. Welcome to AV Club 69. No talking, it's about to start. So, welcome to another episode of AV Club 69. And today's movie is It's a Cracker. Um, a movie called Ponty Pool. That's P-O-N-T-Y Pool. Well, it was an experience, let's put it that way. So, um, I guess I should set the scene, right? You should, yes. Let's get straight into it. I mean, people know the rules by now. It's just me on the other end here trying to piece together whatever crazy shitstorm of a movie that it is that you've um, had the pleasure of watching. <laughs> together, we'll go on a journey of discovery. Please, take it away. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Okay. So we've got a a poster being shown, which which shows on a it's like a, a missing cat poster. Ooh, Mrs. Okay. Uh, yeah, Mrs. French's cat is missing. It's called Honey the cat. Okay. Um, okay, and we see that it's a snowstorm, and then we cut to a guy driving in his car in a really bad snowstorm. Mm, mystery. Uh, the guy's wearing a cowboy hat, and yeah. he's arguing with somebody on the phone. Um, he's um, he's really quite angry with um, his, with this guy Rick on the phone, and he shouts, "You're fire, Rick!" And he's proper like he's got a real deep voice, bit like that. And okay. um, yeah, there, Rick. Oh, poor Rick. So, yeah, no, I'm not sure what Rick did, but he's got he's a goner. He's a goner. So um, he froze the fro it's like a flip phone as well because um, this film came out in 2007 I believe so it's still the old flip phone then. Uh, so yeah, that's that was like the genesis of the iPhone, wasn't it? We hadn't quite reached mass audience. Yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he throws it onto the seat, and all of a sudden the phone rings, but the phone doesn't actually light up or anything. It's sort of you look at the phone. I'm not sure whether that was an intentional. Um, sort of stare at the phone as if to say that was supposed to happen, like the phone is ringing yeah. or whether it was a symbolic thing to say well, isn't, it, isn't it up and the guy looked confused so he tries right. to he tries to answer it but he drops the he drops the phone onto the floor well, so he's pulled over at this point sorry and okay. he sat there and all of a sudden out of nowhere a woman bangs on the window and scares the crap out of him <gasps> yeah it's a proper <gasps> where did she come from okay mysterious she's shouting something she looks a bit sort of ghostly really um and she is wearing a, a purple, sort of, almost like an older style, I don't know, something from sort of, you know, back in the prairie kind of times. Like a frock, some kind of uh, doily. <laughs> frock, yeah, and that she would wear into the, the, the um, you know, into the saloon or something, you know. Yeah. Um, so, and she bangs on the window and she's shouting something and you can't really understand what she's saying, so we... He winds the window down, Ooh. and he's saying, "What did you say?" And she's like, oh, "Something like that." And um, and she just, <laughs> she just, he just fades into the background. Wow, I'm just worried about Honey, the cat. You know, I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> so she, um, she fades into the back, and then he's like, "What did you say?" 
And then someone, but someone, a different voice said, "What did you say?" And like it was a different guy saying, like an echo. Backwards. Yeah, but an echo, but a different, a, a different. It was a sound like a bloke saying it back. It's repeating right. his words. He's saying, "Who are you?" And he's like, "Who are you?" Like it sounded, yeah, because she doesn't answer. So he closes the window. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Say windows weird. And then just sort of drives on. He's like, "Well, well, that was weird," and just drives on. He pulls in to um, a parking space that says reserved for Grant Mazzy. Okay. M-A-Z-Z-Y. And on the PA system outside, there's a little speaker outside these, the place, there's a guy talking, and it's Mr. Mazzy. And he right. turns out Mr. Mazzy, who is this guy with a cowboy hat on who was driving, is a radio host. Oh, <laughs> funny. Okay, so we'll get ready for some Alan Partridge antics. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So he arrives there, and there's already a sort of pre-recorded broadcast going on with his voice going out on the airwaves. Yeah. He gets into the studio, and there is two ladies there working at the radio station. It just seems Mm -hmm. to be the three of them. Sounds like a fun time. Yeah. And (laughs) so he's very confused about what's happened to him on the highway about this lady. So he goes on air, basically asks his listener, um, what should he do? And he asks his assistant, sorry, just before he goes on air, the, he should look out for any 911 calls, any any hang-ups or any, anybody calling in say they're, you know, in trouble on the highway or something like that. Right, good idea, so, yeah. smart. Yeah. So he sits down in his booth, he gets his, he gets his whiskey he's got hidden underneath the desk and he puts <laughs> it in his coffee and turns it Irish. Oh, unscrupulous. We got Radio 660, The Beacon, and he starts his show. Our stop story is, when do you call 911? It must be doing to do with this encounter. So, that's where we start. Right, okay. I'm loving it so far. Yeah, he starts the show. And so his show is giving people information, let's say, about the fact that if there's the school bus is going to run tomorrow because of the snow blizzard. And right. um, he's going against, he's sort of going against the grain. He wants to ruffle some feathers and get people to call in about like conspiracies and, and oh he's not he's not happy with doing the yeah the the weather report and the um the the traffic news he, he's trying to become more of a hard hitting is he well i guess alex jones kind of guy yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah not as extreme as him but um you know he he's he's got a twinkle in his eye he's he's obviously done some stuff in the past and he wants to he, you know he can't just stand to the got this the standard sort of um, you know, doing the news yeah, and, the and all piece. that. He doesn't want to do the yeah. fluff piece. Or where's the missing cat and what time's the school bus running? So Grant, Grant Mazzy, he is trying to ruffle up his audience, but his producer doesn't like it. Oh, bloody upper management. Yeah, she she says to him, this is a small town, there are proud people. If you don't <laughs> tell them if the school is open or not, they will just think you're a dick. <laughs> okay, well, that's a strong response. Just, um, wow, small town. Okay, so we're dealing with a small town, simple folk who just, you know, you know, white is white and God is God. Yeah, that's right. So he explains um, about the woman on the uh, the side of the road. He says, does he call 911? Who does he call? Ghostbusters! Uh, Right. And there's somebody hasn't turned up for work. Roger, where are you? The producer asks. Roger, where art thou? The sequel. (laughs) 
they hear something on the on the radio, a police radio saying Co forty eight the at the um at the fish huts a hostage situation. Oh no. It's the lady. She's either the hostage or taken hostages. Yeah. So I think we'll that's our introduction. There's a lot of information for you there. There is. There's a lot of pieces. A lot of pieces. Okay. All right. Let's put it all together. So at the start there we had sorry, what was the bit about the cat again? <laughs> the cat's Honey the cat's me. gone missing. Justice for honey is what I'm uh, that's what I'm <laughs> preaching. So Honey the cat's gone missing. He's in the car there. Some kooky meth chick comes up looking for a good time or some drugs, but then just ignores him when ignores his calls for uh, for some sort of uh, explanation. Is that right? And then and then she just disappears. Yeah, Ooh. she just disappears into face to black. Well, it's feeling very paranormal, but then I feel like maybe we're not going down that path, and it's going to be, I don't know. The chick is secretly going around nabbing cats for some reason. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. She's a crazy right. cat lady. She's a yeah. crazy cat lady. Okay. What about the the producer? What's going on with the producer? Why doesn't he like uh, this idea of trying to introduce change into the town? Is there anything behind that, I wonder? She, well, yeah, that's, well, yeah, okay, okay. Um, She just wants him to do his goddamn job. Just do your goddamn job cowboy all right well let's um hmm should we spin a dice should we let's should we get things dice, off to a yeah. roll as it were okay i've got a six which we did this last time and we don't have a six <laughs> amazing okay cool. unless you have a pointless fact you'd like to say about this oh, movie a pointless I... fact oh yes there are three yes we could do that there are three clocks there are three clocks in the studio and they all say the same time oh Okay, that's that is a real faux pas on the props department there. Unless it unless it plays into the plot, I don't know yet. But that is uh yeah, God. Okay, well that's where they skimped out on money. Then I can see well, it all went into the whiskey budget for uh for yeah. the old radio DJ. Do you want to throw another? Do you want to throw the dice again? Give you a free. I'll give you another free roll. All right, let's throw another dice. Yeehaw! <laughs> Okay, we've got a five. We've got a bloody five. What are we... Oh, trip on the trope rope. So we get a choice of revealing... Was it the style? Uh, a sort of time period or some sort of general theme, wasn't it? Mm. Um, right. Well, we sort of have the time period. We know it's sort of circa 2007. So yeah. why don't we go for... Let's go for a style. Style me up. Style of the movie is... Mm. Let's say, so it's mysterious and... Oh, okay. It's a mystery. And uh, a little bit freaky. Okay. <laughs> it's mysterious and a little bit freaky. Okay. So it's not a straight up horror we're dealing with here. It's more of like a thriller. I guess it is horror in some ways, but um, it is trying to be more highbrow than just your standard horror film. Okay, so it's trying to be like psychological. Is it one of those psychological? But there is, you know, there is physical horror in it too. Okay, a physical psychological horror. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I right. What I'm thinking then is the ghost lady is clearly a disgruntled caller on his radio show from a couple of years ago um, <laughs> that missed out on some, like, uh, boys' own concert tickets, let's say, and that was her physical, psychological trauma that has led her to 
to go around and 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 steal people's cats. I mean, it's it's a horrible <laughs> way, but it could happen to any of us, Rob. It could happen to any of us. <laughs> it could. It could. I'm going to say though, in terms of what's going to happen next, I would suggest that someone's going to call in. He's going to have another freaky event, right? Someone's going to call in, and it's going to be another weird thing, like with the with the ghostly lady, like some other sort of um, unnerving thing's going to happen. I don't know. Like someone's going to call up and be like, "I know about the photos," or um, <laughs> "I know about the hot dogs, Gary," or whatever. This, what was the guy's <laughs> name again? Sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Gary, 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 uh, Gary Mazzy. Oh no, Grant, Grant, Grant Mazzy. Grant. Okay. They know about the hot dogs. They know about Grant and his hot dogs and what he gets up to. <laughs> Is it something like that? Are we close? Uh, so phone calls do actually further the plot. So you're on the right track in that Ooh, regard. There's okay, nothing to do with hot dogs, board. though. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was my wishful thinking. <laughs> is it going to be... Or is it going to be someone else's calls in and they say they've seen the lady that he saw? No. No. Ah, shucks. Is anyone in this movie of note, actor-wise, that we would know? No. no, Not anyone I've heard of before. No, these are all sort of unknowns, I'd say. Ah, okay. They're all fresh-faced. Do you want to roll dice again? Let's see. Yes, let's give it a roll. And three, two, one. Oh, and we got a one. Okay, one was thick in that plot. I've got some custard for you, some bird's custard powder. Okay, so we have Ken, who is on the, in the sunshine chopper um, above the storm, giving the people the weather that they need. Oh, okay. So he's like, already pie in the sky with his bird's eye view. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So he's up there giving them some kind of weather report saying above the clouds, it's always better, better above the clouds. We got some sunshine, but this storm's going to last quite some time. You better hunker down kind of oh, thing. Of course. But Grant is not happy about keeping going to this bloody sunshine chopper. And okay. she, the producer reveals that there is no sunshine chopper. What? It's a guy in a tower, and he just has sound effects. Okay, that's strange. (laughs) He sees something. The fake chopper guy sees something. Ken. Yeah, Ken. He sees something. Oh. Well, something's going on in the city center. Something crazy. Something... Something crazy. At the same time of creating some more mystery, we've actually revealed heaps about the budget restraints of this small radio station that they can't afford a chopper anymore um, to actually send anyone up. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's the weather doing out there, Ali? Raining sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, something weird in the city. Is it like some sort of, does he see some sort of um, portal or light or something crazy that opens? Oh, uh, no, not quite. Okay, so let me give you something. Um, there is a big disturbance, and it's not just down to one person. Ah, okay, a big disturbance, not down to one person. Is there? Is there like a jailbreak, or like an insane asylum? <gasps> the lady, she's from, she's like some escaped mental patient. Is that it? So okay, so. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I was so sure I was onto something. I was just... Why don't you roll a dice then, Mark? Cause, uh... Let's roll a dice, because my skills are pretty pretty crap. <laughs> All right, let's go. 
Okay, we've got a three. Let's see. What does three give me? Guess who? Well, I would say let's reveal the supporting actor, but I don't think I'm going to know who they are. That's <laughs> no, you're not. But, well, I can give you information. But who are they anyway, Rob? Let's give them their second 15 minutes of fame here on The Jab. We have um, Lisa, who is the producer. Oh, no, sorry, that's her real name. Uh, sorry, Sydney. <laughs> Sydney Breyer. Okay? okay, Sydney Breyer is the producer. And she is the okay. one having a go at um, Grant all the time saying, you know, you got to stick to it. We, you know, we're just a news, news, uh, you know, small town news uh, right. reporter. Um, and we also have um, Laurel, Laurel Ann. So she's Laurel a bit younger. Ann. She she used to serve in Afghanistan. Um, she's oh, come back. You know, she okay. she's uh, be used to be in the army, but um, and she seems to like um, Laurel. Seems to like Grant quite a bit. She looks taking a shine to him a little bit, and she's right. helping putting through. She's listening to uh, to the to the police scanner and stuff she hears about um uh she hears about the hostage situation down at the um down at the uh, yeah. fish huts the uh, fish huts but sydney right. is the kind of person who say yeah but they you know it's the end of uh fishing season of course there's be there's going to be people um pissed off because it's, it's the end de- of their, yeah. their their ship but laurel has sort of thinks that grants onto something and she she um is feeding him information on the computer so he can talk on the on on the air. So right, yeah, okay. And so the event that's happening in the city, it's nothing to do with the fish huts. Those two things, they are, are no, they spaces, are connected. Though. Oh, they're connected. It's it's all connected, right? That's right. So yeah. So we've got a hostage situation. So that's one thing. The hostages are they just innocent civilians or are they? Yep, yep. They're they're all right, they're, they're okay. all civilians. The people holding them hostage are they cult extremists or something? Well, that's like that. what Is people it? seem to think at the beginning that they might be, but that doesn't necessarily mean they are. It's what it seems like. All right, it's what it seems like. I'm going to spin the dice here. Let's get some character motivation, hopefully, okay. under underway. That'd be nice. Ah, it's a one. Give me some. Give me some more custard. Thicken the blood. So, Ken, we hit back to Ken in the Sunshine Chopper. He says he can see people protesting outside a building, a doctor's office. But all of a sudden, people start spilling out of the building, and there's some sort of explosion right. of people outside this building outside the doctor's office and the army have turned up oh yeah okay people are dying okay so he's five kilometers away um from this right and so ken has to retreat because he says people are dying it's oh my god people are dying i gotta get out of here (laughs) i gotta get back this is crazy well with that information it's gotta be I'm just thinking, and with the conspiracy thing, is this basically like, this is COVID before COVID, isn't it, Rob? <laughs> this is what it is. There's a lab leak, and now the infected are roaming the streets, eating cats for sustenance. Well, <laughs> well you're much more on the right track now in regards to uh, infected. Okay, yes, all right. Thank you, custard card. <laughs> so clearly then, yeah, so it's, it's a lab leak situation And the people that are being held hostage, are they doctors that are being held hostage for their crimes against humanity? <laughs> no. No? No. 
<laughs> okay. Right. Hmm. What is uh what is old Grant um he doesn't know anything about this yet other than that little snippet of like it, it does old um um, Sunshine Chopper guy tell them that there's uh, people spilling out the building. You say yes. He, he reveals that information. Yeah. So now Grant it knows what's what's up with that, and how's he reacting to that? Is he getting any crazy calls in? Uh, are we sort of being drip fed the story? You say through the calls. Yeah, is it that's calling right. In? Yeah, because they they can't see anything, so they're getting drip fed information um, slightly from Ken, but also. Um, yeah, so other some people are calling in to say they've seen some weird stuff going on. There's calls in regards to um, someone saying they saw a herd of people on the edge of the forest. Oh, a herd, like cows. Interesting. Cow people. Also, a mountain of people on top of a car with people trapped inside. A mountain. These people are being switched between sort of animal hordes and, and topography. Okay, right. They A mountain of people. So I'm assuming it, we're talking zombies is that what we're talking? That's what's happening? Well... A horde of zombies are on their way to, to consume Grant for all of his <laughs> sins. Well, I wouldn't... Well, technically, they're not zombies. Oh, technically. Okay. So they're just sheeple. Is that what you're saying, Rob? The bloody sheeple. Well, there's something wrong with these people, yeah. But uh, zombies is never said. Okay, zombies is never said can't afford the trademark low budget movie <laughs> i'm gonna say then the lady at the beginning has to be one of these people that is from the lab that's not a zombie right is, okay. that, is that right uh, maybe I don't well know. let's, let's maybe leave that to the end and see what happens let's go for another spin let's see if we can hopefully okay. get a two this time come on two okay we finally got a <laughs> yeah. two okay so we want to hear about grant do we yes let's know a little bit about what motivates old Grant? What else is going on with his life? Well, that's the thing. He he doesn't give too much away, but he is definitely a guy who he's working at a station that really you think that you know it's too it's too small town small fry for him. Okay. He's definitely done some sort of like investigative kind of stuff in before, and he's broken okay. big stories, and he wants to ruffle the feathers of the locals. He wants to. Um, right. I can't remember what the expression is, but he wants to put a firecracker up there. Yeah, ass, exactly. And he wants people to <laughs> call in with the real things, and also the producer saying, "No, we don't want that. We just want to have it. We're just a normal small town radio station." And um, right. so he's got this stick up his ass, basically, and uh, he he is sort of like turning his nose up to local things because um, this thing that happened is very hilarious and random. <laughs> Okay. Um, so the Lawrence and the Lawrence in the Arabias turn up from the local theatre um, to sing a song on the radio, and he okay. cannot. Be, he has no time for this because the big story is outside, man. It's outside. And why is this whole movie just trying to derail him in his in his journalism? Yeah, just throwing fluff pieces. At exactly. Him. So. Um, so there's a ki there's two kids and there's two adults. Obviously they are there as part of the performance, or three adults um, there. The two kids right. have been, I mean they've been blacked up basically. They've been um, made oh, to look darker skinned, and that those that was just wrong. And there's one guy, and Grant says he's he actually answers the phone while they're singing a song, and he's very rude. Okay. And he says, oh there's got Bin Laden over there. Um, 
<laughs> oh god. Um, it's too close. It's too close to it's 2007. It's too close. Well, this this is kind of like so this bit is they're singing a song and then the girl goes, "Oh, I, I'm not sure how it ends. I'm not sure how it ends." And she seems to forget right. and then she suddenly goes, she starts singing. She goes, "Pra pra 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 pra" and she gets stuck. And no one oh, knows what's going okay. on. She goes, pra Oh my god, she's infected. She's infected, Rob, with the brain disease. <gasps> That's what they're doing in the lab. They're trying to they're trying to take the good American people and dumb them down. She is she is infected. <gasps> oh my god. But, they, but what does she do? Right, okay. So but she's not a zombie. Brains are safe. Brains are safe. Yes, no brains are being eaten. Per se. Okay. Okay. Per se, well, there's so much. There's so much nuance in this movie. I mean, it's a real indie sleeper hit. Tip, tip of the iceberg, mate. This is madness. We're gonna have to probably get to minute sixty-nine. I think the soundbite probably will still mean absolutely nothing at this stage. <laughs> I think the soundbite will actually, because I, I, I thought I was a little bit worried there was going to be absolute silence again, but I think actually sixty-nine right. is going to be is is going to be interesting to hear. Um, so they okay. they get um, they get some information. Because the BBC, a guy called Nigel from the BBC calls in. Ah, uh, of course it's Nigel. It's always Nigel. They're calling in, asking whether they know whether this is terrorism or any separatist um, involvement. And right um, in Ontario, Canada. Ontario. Yeah. Oh no, not the not the Canadians. Anything but the Canadians. Yeah. And, Leave them out of it. And then Grant Grant tries to, you know, he doesn't really know what's going on, really. And he's just saying, no, this is not terrorism. We, so, and we, don't, really know, we don't really know what's going on. And the, the, the guy from the BBC tries to trip him up, tries to get him to say that it's, you know, some sort of, you know, war or some yeah. sort of terrorism back. But he can't really answer him. So, yeah, a bit of a random call. You know, from what you've said so far, it's a fairly low-budget film, and it seems like we're meant to be heading for a fairly straightforward lab leak thing, and oops, we've got zombies on our hands. But then, yes, there seems to be this very, like, veiled political thing happening in the background. It ends with, like, Al Gore coming in and taking everyone away on Noah's Ark because he's trying to save the Earth. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because of climate change, Rob. That's, that's, my, uh, that's my theory. I reckon also, um, if you want for this movie, if mm. you rolled a six again, I could put one of the amazing quotes from this film that I've written down. Okay. Maybe we could do that. All right. All right, well, let's let's see what we get. Okay, let's give it a roll. Let's hope to Jesus. If it's not a six, I think we'll just give it away anyway. <laughs> okay. We're not, we're not bound by the dice. Oh, and it, <laughs> it was a six. No way. You're in luck. Okay. You're in luck. Right, so let me just get to... All right, okay. Feed me some quotes. Okay, so um, we got one from Ken. Ken. Um, okay. He's um he's really really scared. He's really scared. He's hidden in a silo. He had to retreat from his original position. Um, there's people everywhere. They're naked. They're for some reason. Oh my god. Yeah, they're attacking like dogs. He says they're they're pulling people out. They're pulling people out of a van and biting them. Oh okay. And King Ken Kenny says he's I get attacked, but the kid's got no hands. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, he's got no hands. What? He's got no hands. He's got... 
Wait, who hasn't? The, the person that's attacking, attacking him, him hasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let, let me see. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, so not only right. So I see what you mean about this virus. It's very complex. Not only does it make you somewhat not a zombie, it also removes your hands. <laughs> no, it doesn't actually remove hands as such, but he just happens to lose okay. his hands. Um, okay. Let me just find this amazing. Quote. No, that's no, that's okay. I mean, please do go on. So the guy with no hands. Right. Okay. Okay, the, the guy, guy with no, no hands, hands, he's trying to say something. So Ken leans in yeah. and Grant's like, no, oh, okay. don't go near him. Don't go near him. He's like, I'm going to lean in. I'm yeah. going to lean in. Okay. So the kid, the kid with no hands is, is saying something. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> 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 and he leans in to hear what he's saying. And what's he, what, then what's he saying, Rob? the kid's saying, "It sounds like it sounds like a little baby's scream." Oh, in his dying breath. That's what, oh, that's what that's what the kid says. Yeah, he said under oh, his dying oh breath, there's a baby crying, screaming. It's really quiet. You what? can hear it. It's really odd. What is going yeah. on? <laughs> What is happening? I mean, I really have no idea. Now. <laughs> this I mean, is nuts. all I'm, I, I think, I think I'm just going to go with the fact that um, it's all a dream. Grant wakes <laughs> up. Uh, what happened was he was actually in Iraq reporting on the war, and he's just been hit by like a like an IDE, and um, this is all a crazy fever dream. That's what's going on. It's just. Grant's deepest, darkest um, fear realised in in this moment because you know that's his biggest fear is is yeah being um, you know being shelved or being desked and having to do the fluff pieces. This is just all his nightmare. I mean, surely, it's, I mean it's it's something that I thought as well when I was reading it. Whether it, maybe it was all you know it was all in his head. He'd wake up and it was all a dream, but sadly it's right. not. Um, Sadly, it's not okay. No. So there's some re- there's some really weird research facility that have been just doing human experiments on everything. Are they trying to create super soldiers, but it's just gone horribly the wrong way, <laughs> and now they've all got weird mutant X Men powers, but like not the fun kind. <laughs> it's um it's never mentioned where it comes from unfortunately right um okay. maybe if you let's this um maybe if you could get a number one we could thicken the plot slightly and give you a bit more information all right all right let's try <laughs> let's just give it a go this is a real doozy yeah i know it's, um <laughs> you're welcome oh, mate i'm glad a, i picked this one it's made it so we've difficult got, <laughs> we've got a two um let's go with the two for a quick second right okay. so what what is the motivation of the the hostage takers? What is it they're trying to stop? Or ah, uh, so it seemed like a hostage situation, but actually it wasn't. It was the a group ah. of people attacking people who are trying to escape. Right. Okay. From them. All right. So there was yeah. So it was part of the the kerfuffle that was happening downtown. Part of the uh, the big skirmish that's going on. Yes, the skirmish, the skirmish. All right, let's go for another roll. Let's rock and roll. Keep them coming. Go. Oh, we've got a four, a rod and reel card. Got to remove a false guess. So like a serious guess would have been that it's a military operation gone wrong and they're trying to create 
some sort of super soldier or something, and then I don't know. That that was that would have been a guess, and then they've ter- accidentally turned into not to zombies, zombie, not zombies. Okay, so no, no, no mention of um, experiments or anything like. Always come from a thing trying okay. to make some sort of super soldier or anything that's gone wrong. There's right, no mention of like that. that. Okay. It's not from a lab, as far as I know. Um, it's just kind of happened. And Okay, well, I'll, I'll take a guess here. Yeah, okay. And then maybe we can remove this one. Is, or it, I, well, I guess it's a guess, but is this thing affecting the whole world or is it just this small town? Do we find that out? It's currently only affecting this area yeah the, this town at the moment only this town oh, this movie mate i'm definitely gonna need to watch it after this i mean <laughs> we should all know about pandy pole <laughs> okay let's go for another spin okay three two and we've got a one finally there we go thicken it up a french voice comes over the radio like an emergency broadcast <gasps> Oh my god! And okay, it goes. Oh, this really is. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it does. Yeah. It goes on. Obviously, in French, but it says, it, "It's there's someone. One of the um, the producer speaks French, and they're saying we need a translation. We need a translation. What is it saying? What is it saying? Because it keeps repeating itself. And they finally get a translation, and it says, "Avoid all terms of endearment, such as honey, darling, and sweetheart. Avoid oh, close family members." Okay. The ignore the English language or rhetorical discourse. Please do not translate this message. Right. And it repeats What happens it. if What happens if they translate the message? Right, avoid honey. That's where the cat's gone. Yeah. Something to do with cats. I don't oh, something to do with the word honey. Okay. So So is uh, this like go on. some metaphor for just like how humanity is I don't know, turned its back on one another and like, yeah, we're not allowed to be nice to each other. That's okay. Um I don't I don't mm. know if it's as deep as that, but okay. it, so if me <laughs> I'll just repeat that then. So the emergency broadcast okay. comes along in French, but obviously you translate is avoid all terms of endearment. Such as honey, yeah. sweetheart, darling. Avoid close talking to fo- close family members. Ignore the English language and any rhetorical discourse. Please do not translate right. this rhetorical, message. Rhetorical discourse, and you can um, you can stop them by simply uh, destroying the brain or removing the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allah, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that really does not make it any clearer. Rhetorical discourse. Um, what do they mean by that? What do you think they mean by that? Well, that's that's a good question. Um, that's something uh, I want to mean to look at rhetorical discourse. Well, rhetorical is just like yeah, you know, a question that doesn't really is not looking for an answer. It's usually tending to influence an audience to accept an idea and then act in a manner consistent with that idea. Right. Rhetorical discourse. Advertisers create catchy slogans to get people to buy products. Lawyers present emotional arguments to sway a jury. These are all examples of rhetoric language designed to motivate, persuade, or inform. They are trying to go for something slightly highbrow under this. Like there's this political element. Now they're trying to almost make a comment on like the capitalism system man's making zombies out of all of us. I don't know. That's where my brain's at. But So there's six distinguished characteristics of rhetorical discourse. Um, there's one is planned. 
Two is adapted to an audience. Three is shaped by human motives. Four, responsive to a situation. Five, persuasion seeking. And six, concerned with con... Con... Uh, con... I don't know. Continent... Con... Contingent... 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 I don't know. Contingent... I don't know, issues, I don't know what that means. What is that? Oh, what is that? Oh, no, what happened there? I don't know. Rob, it's because you, you weren't meant to translate the message. Ah. You've translated the message, Rob. <laughs> oh, my God. I sound like a tiny baby crying. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a very uh, tough one to figure out. Okay, so, but from France? I mean, I don't know. Well, they're French, Ca- French Canadia. Canada. Ah, of course. Old French Canadier. Right. Okay. Now, do, do any of our characters that are in the um, in the studio, are they showing any signs other than that um, that person that was on the uh, part of the... Wow. That's a good question mark, actually. A question mark. Ah, good question mark. Uh-huh. Hey. That's it. Is anyone getting a bit bitey? Have they run it under a cold tap yet? My father heard woman and eyes. He would drink, make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Um, oh, brilliant. <laughs> um, so when um, Ken said he could hear, you know, that kid with no hands trying to say something and he hear the baby, Grant then heard yes. the baby saying something in the studio. It was a weird situation. Um, right. And and then, so Sid, who is the producer, she, she is the producer, she talks about yeah. Honey the Cat. And then Grant okay. starts being really weird. Yeah. Oh, right, because you're not meant to, men- you don't mention Honey yes. or Sweetheart. Yes. So he says, he starts saying, is this real? And he's okay. like, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. And then, so he, get, he, start, he wants to get out of there. And no, you can't leave. You can't leave. And they're like, no. He, says, he starts to sort of freak out a little bit and goes to run to the front okay. door. But he shouts. Don't go. I love you, you cow. <laughs> <laughs> so Sid shouts, don't go running out on me. Okay. And, he, and then suddenly. Always insecure. Suddenly they hear there's loads of voices in the, in, in the outside. And right. they all start repeating, don't go running out of me. And they shut the door right. quickly and loads of people are outside banging on the doors. So that's really random then. So like, because we had the echo thing happen at the start there, didn't we? We yeah. had the echo thing. Are we dealing with some sort of alternate dimension thing going on here? Is this kind of like... um Oh, what was it? That Stephen King movie, like The Mist or whatever. I mean, have they found themselves? Is this some sort of like purgatory or something that they've found themselves in? Because you said he doesn't, he doesn't wake up and he doesn't see that it's a dream. But now I'm starting to think that we're going to find out that like they're in Dante's Inferno and they're on like the something level of hell or something. Something like that must be happening. Surely, surely. <laughs> okay. The- well, we'll- People at the radio station are like dead, but they don't know they're dead, and now they're in some form of like weird purgatory and mm-hmm. um and okay. uh, yeah, something like that. All that's right, that's well, the vibe. That's the vibe I'm getting. Okay, that's fair enough. So maybe we should roll the dice and get this thing. Let's see what happens next. All right, let's get this thing stuck. I think we're gonna have to come up with some more cards. I reckon. 
Yeah. All right. Number four. Okay. I got. I got a rod and reel card. Okay. Cast that line and pull out some red herrings. Um. So, I obviously guessed that they're in some form of purgatory. Is that correct, Rob? Dun dun. No. Oh. Sorry, mate. No. Sorry. Oh. You're really throwing me for a loop here, bud. <laughs> I know. So we're not we're, we're not talking zombies technically. We're not talking purgatory. Um yeah, what are we talking, man? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? What the okay. hell's going on? Well, Should we go for minute 69? Would that help yeah, at this stage, well, do you think? Minute 69. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Oh, what? That sounds like someone's choking. Oh no, there's someone speaking in tongues. Kidding for all with Satkin Kerr tongue bites, it chegars the organic song with the Virchana. Is it meant to be foreign? Big for Okay, it sounds Slavic. Oh, it's only the English language that's infected. Oh, please, please. just give so Sydney, sorry, it was, did you say Sydney Pryor or Sydney Briar? Sydney Briar, Briar, the producer. Oh right, okay. So Sydney is alive. Sydney Briar is alive. Someone had something squeaking, uh, and then then there was a lot of uh, then it sounded like someone was being strangled. But then we went straight into German, so you know. Um, Basically the same thing. <laughs> so the producer at the beginning was the one that was giving um, Grant all the the crap about, you know, stop trying to educate. Yeah. Okay. So at some point during this movie, they're presumed dead then, obviously, for them to be talking about how they're still alive. Well, no, not, not quite. So for the rest of the movie, is it now a foreign language film? Because <laughs> they can't speak English. <laughs> well, you're not far off the... Well, that's a bit of a minefield for them now. Okay, okay. So I take it, obviously, for us, the audience, there must be subtitles at some point, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, so sometimes there is, yeah. Okay, interesting. What language do you think that guy was talking? Polish or Russian, probably. It's always the Russians. Was it Russian? Uh, no, no. No, not close. Oh, not even close. Okay. Um, Was it... Well, it wasn't German, was it? No. No. Ah, god damn it. So, was he speaking uh, a dead language? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, is what the language is the language he was speaking? Is that important to our story? No, not okay. really. All right. No, I just wasn't sure if like he's now, you know, channeling in on some sort of uh, some sort <laughs> right, of um, okay, yeah. hell language. I'm really lost. I'm going to say <laughs> yeah. there's a gas leak and yes, it's the fumes getting to them and they're basically that's why they that's why they're losing their memory, Rob. You know, it's a, the first sign of a, a methane leak and essentially 
uh, everything that's happening can be easily explained by science. The <laughs> end. No, I don't know. I think you might okay. you might have to lay it on me, Rob. It's um it's a tough one. Okay. All right. Let's let's just move this forward a little bit, shall yes. we? Yes. Um, because it is a really tough one. I'm not surprised you you're running. You know, you're not sure. So let me let me roll it back a little bit. Okay. Um. So after he shouts outside and those people come running up to the door, they're mm-hmm. banging on the on the door, right? Yeah. And repeating, saying, "Don't you run out of me? Don't you run out of me?" And repeating it over and over again. Okay. Um. After this, there's a strange uh, moment where, um, Grant. Grant Mazzy starts doing an in memoriam thing, and we start seeing people in a video of like Grant, um, Dave Shazzy of of on his fifty fourth year was taken out by his wife of sixty four years, and then so and so was taken, and there was a really weird in memoriam of people who died and being killed by someone they know. Okay, all right, and and yeah, so it was very strange. Um, so then, um. The doctor, the, the the girl, the other girl, Laurel, yeah, um, she starts. Well, actually, so she starts singing, and then she gets stuck going ah. <laughs> she gets stuck doing this, right? Poor girl, something like that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this window opens up, and a doc, a doctor who. <laughs> The doctor's office that was where everyone was spilling out of earlier just happens to turn up at the radio station what? and slides through the window and shuts <laughs> the, the window. Okay. I mean, this has got... Right, we, we must be dealing with some sort of alternate dimension stuff. Surely there's there's got to be something. I don't understand. Is it... Oh, my God. This is driving me crazy, Rob. This is what the movie does. This is where I'm going to end up like one of those people that has to speak Slavic yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. can't talk about honey. So... This so this guy he looks, let's say, let's say Middle Eastern. Okay, right. Okay, I'd say yeah. Let's educate. Yeah, guess. Arabic. Or, he, yeah. he comes. He comes in and says uh, says about that Laurel. She he says she's sick. Okay, like not in a cool way. She's not like that Laurel. She's no, she's no, sick. No, yeah. no, no, no. He's not coming on to her. He's actually saying from a professional opinion. She is sick. Oh, dear. The doctor says she will lose track of where they are if she can't hear them. So where do, where do you think they go? Where do you think the safest place for them to be right there and then? The Winchester. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, uh, in like a, a, a sound booth, a sound room or something. Yeah, so in right. the radio booth. In the booth. radio yep, booth. Yeah, yeah. Right, gotcha. Okay. So, oh, so this is all like... So this is all sonic, isn't it? Yeah, so far it's all been mm. sound-related, actually. Good point, good yeah, point. Yeah, well, think about what they Just said the that you shouldn't use. What what should you avoid? You should avoid um, the English language, for start, yes. and you should yes. avoid honey and darling. Uh, yeah, terms of endearment. Terms of yep. endearment. So that's, that's a good thing's place to be. So right. something happens to Laurel. She starts to lose it. Okay. And she starts the banging you can hear. Can you guess what that is? It's well, surely it's got to be the horde, the horde of the of the the not zombies. Well, not yet. Oh, okay. Um, but what? Have, what? Who have we got else that could be making that noise? Laurel, then. So it's her banging about, is it? She is throwing herself at the glass. Oh, okay. Like what? Because she's like drawn to the 
the event. She throws herself at the the glass, and the doctor starts um, trying to calm her down. Starts, I assume um, starts saying, "Well, no," starts saying that that what's happening, like some giving him some information about what's happening, saying she needs a victim. What? Oh my god! What is going on? <laughs> she needs a victim. <laughs> Um, right, because she's all infected now as well. That's so yeah. the the victim will then commit suicide. What is this like? The happening, isn't it? This is like some <laughs> the victim well, will commit suicide. That's more of the right. That's more of the right track. Yeah. So they're in the the booth. There's three of them in the booth. There's a doctor. Yeah. There's Grant and there's Sid. Okay. They're hiding in there, trying to hide. Yeah. And that's where the scribbling you heard, which ah. was them writing on a piece of paper. Because they can't saying, talk what should, because... What the hell should we do? Right. And they yeah. can't talk because... Yeah, just because. Don't do it. Because, yeah, because um, they'll hear... So think about... So think about... Um, when he shouted outside and she sat there, don't you dare walk out with me. And then the others outside started repeating it over and over again. Right. So there's, so, um, so she's throwing herself at the, the glass yeah. trying to find next victim. So they hear Ken, Ken's on the phone again. Right. He's still there, but he starts talking and then he's going, well, it's, it's a simple kind of sample, simple Sample, simple, 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 oh, simple, no. simple. Oh simple, no! Oh no! Simple, 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 simple. He's infected. Ah, oh, they're all dropping like flies. Right. Let's uh, let's uh, yeah. We're gonna have to roll the dice because this roll yeah. a six. If you got a six, I could give you a fantastic quote here that would really freak you out. Oh my god, we got a six. I mean, this is that's amazing. Well, okay. So after that phone call, we hear Ken and basically. Ken dying, effectively. Oh, dear. Poor Ken. Sid, the producer, Yeah. she says, well, Ken is a paedophile. Oh, my God. What? Like, actually? <laughs> she says Ken is a paedophile, but then she says, well, not really. You just don't let your kids near him. <laughs> She's known him for 17 years. That's it. Right. Oh, she okay. She says that. <laughs> That's a terrible. I mean, I think I think they I think that would be the definition of, you know, yes, a pedophile. Don't let your kids near him. <laughs> oh my god, poor guy's going out and. That's a review. That's his life yeah, summary. That's it. Yeah, that's it. This is your life. I, he's a pedo, but he's not really. He's just don't let his kids, your kids. Yeah, not him, really. Yeah. Like it was it in between us. Like oh no, um, oh peep show is like old school pedo. Just make you run around in your pants. <laughs> yeah. Poor Ken. Oh, mate, what a thing to say. I mean, honestly, it came out of nowhere. And then nothing was ever said after that about it. So so that doesn't feed into the story. No. See, that would feed into my theory of like, oh, they're all in purgatory dying for their sins. You know, he's a paedophile. That would have made oh, sense. Oh, God. No, she just basically does a, a horrible slur against him. And there's no context. Exactly. Whatsoever. And he can't defend himself either. Poor guy. All what? No. All while Lara, uh, La- Laurel, Laurel, yeah. Is smashing her face against the glass and bleeding from the mouth. Right. So she's trying to she's trying to get in the booth, is she? Is she? Yeah, yeah. she's so trying she's to trying get, to get she's in. Trying to find the next she wants to take a victim. Okay. We're very close to the revelation of what this is about. Any ideas, Mark? Can you got it? Can you give us a give gonna, us any sort of guess I'm, what you Well, yeah, I'm going to try and guess <laughs> something that I haven't uh already. Um Okay. So so it's not, it's not a, it's not a virus. Or we don't know why they're infected. So is yeah, 
Is there any sort of criteria that makes someone susceptible to whatever this thing is? Do we sort of find that out? Is there something? Yes. Okay. Are they um, a Republican? No. Um, (laughs) Is it... So, I'm just trying to think, like... So it's the townspeople getting infected, but I bet old old Grant, because he's like a tough, surly city uh, slicker, he's immune to their their nonsense. No one, no one is immune. No one is immune. Oh, did you did you understand? Did you get this as you were watching it? Did you have an inkling of what was happening, or was it like really only at the last minute that it all kind of fell oh, into place? Oh no, I mean, no, I mean, I obviously it says about you no know, certain words you can't say and stuff, but right. Oh no, I mean, this this kept me sort of. I was perplexed. Right, you know, because I'm guessing so. Like, it's until... not supernatural, or it might be. We're not sure. So there's no interdimensional thing. There's no virus manufactured that we know of. Um, we don't know where it's come we from. Don't we don't know where know. it's come from. It's just appeared all of a sudden. And but it is well. I mean, if you think about it, it is kind of like it is a virus of some sort right. because okay. Um, we we but we don't know where it's come from. So obviously, I don't. I said it wasn't from a. La- I didn't know if it was from a lab or whatever. Okay. So is it? Uh, um, um, is this? I don't know. Well, now I'm just thinking. I'm always. I don't know. It's just always in the back of my mind about it being somewhat political, and because you can't say the English language. And there's a conspiracy theory going on, sort of vibe with old Grant trying to get Alex Jones, everyone in. Is this, yeah, some sort of like post 9-11 thing of like, I don't know, like some sort of threat that's come from the Middle East then, like some sort of virus that's from the Middle East and it's trying to take out the English language and it's threatening our values. And I know that's probably too highbrow again, isn't it? (laughs) All right, my guess is where zombie apocalypse, it's all a dream, um, or they're dead and in purgatory, or, um, yeah, some sort of, like, real right-wing nut job nonsense, like, you know, 5G, it's 5G that's doing it, you know, that kind of thing. Let's put you out of your misery a little bit here, because it's it's cruel, it's cruel, it and I don't like to see you square, because I'd be the same, yes, I'd be the same. Tough. I know it's frustrating, it's... mate, but, you know, it's going to be all the better when you figure out, when you find them. Okay. When we find out. All right, from the top. So here we go. Just in summary, we started out started out driving. He's on the phone. Cat's gone missing. Honey the cat. Creepy chick rocks up. He heads off to the office. Well, aka the studio. He's having to do some fluff piece, but he ain't having none of that. And he wants to get on the hard hit and stuff. And then all these reports start coming in about, about the event about the people yes and then okay right yeah. so we're yeah yeah i mean i've you know we've gone through a fair bit i mean there's uh to fill in the bits um obviously uh so yeah ken in the sky obviously he wasn't really in the sky but yeah he's the one that saw um he's saying there was loads of people spilling out this, the doctor's office and stuff and there was explosions the army were there um and then obviously there was the thing about the fish shuts um ro- there was some sort of riot going on yeah but actually it was these people who'd been infected and they were killing other people. Okay, so and, that was all related. And lots of people are dying. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you know, we are fairly up to date. She says, don't you run out of me. Then then people hear it, they come running over and they're shouting and they're banging on the door. So it's like they're, it's kind of like they're zombies, but they're not quite like zombies. Okay. Um, and they, 
so they're banging on the door, but obviously then, yeah, Laurel starts seeing getting stuck. Um, so the doctor turns up really random. He just turns up out through the window <laughs> and says she's sick. And, and he's sort of saying stuff, but not really making yeah. any sense, not giving anything away, ready for the big re revelation. Okay. And um, so she gets stuck and they realize that she, they're like, we need to hide. So we get in there, start writing on saying, what, what the hell should we do? What can we say? What can't we say? Yeah. Um, and that's obviously after they, then, they found that broadcast about the rules, essentially. The, they gave him the rules, right? Yeah, that yeah. was after that. Yeah, that came up quite early on. Okay. And then she starts bashing her head against there. Um, she starts trying to break some equipment. And then um, she's, she smashes her face on there. And then all of a sudden... Yeah. She... Because... Um, because um, she can't find someone to infect, she explodes... <laughs> Okay, Laura explodes. Right. Um, she she yeah she she bursts all her insides burst out of oh her mouth. Oh my god. Okay. Right. Um, yep. So so now we're in this. They're all three of them are stuck in the studio, and the the Middle Eastern guy, the doctor guy, he starts to babble on in a different language. That's that's what we heard in the the clip. Yeah. So um, here comes the big revelation from the doctor. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Strap in, everyone. Some words are infected. It spreads using certain words. Ah, interesting. Um, it uses our words as its host. It could be an emergency. So this is the this is the sentence that he sprouts. Okay. Okay. It could be an emergence of a new arrangement for life. Our language as its host. It could have sprung spontaneously out of perception. If it found its way into language, it could leap into reality itself. It changes everything. It may be boundless. It may be a god bug. <laughs> a god bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a god bug. Oh Jesus, Jesus help us! I mean, a god. Bug. I know. Oh uh, well, see, look, yes, they were they were bug. reaching pretty high than these people. They did think that yeah, they had they something were. on their hands. They thought they had some sort of because <laughs> that's what I mean. Again, with well, now that with the revelation of its infected language, again, I would have read into that not knowing about this movie as like, oh yes, that's some sort of commentary on how you know texting has ruined the British uh, the English language <laughs> or something. Okay. Right, it's a god bug. Well, like, he does on. He also goes on to say it enters us when we understand the word. The virus takes hold; it copies itself in our understanding what? of the words. That is mad. We should stop talking. <laughs> yeah, but we have to tell people about it. And then he goes onto the radio, and as as Mister Mazzy Grant Mazzy goes on there, he says to him, "Well, Mister Mazzy, let's hope." What you're about to put out there doesn't destroy your world. Oh, my God. Okay. Heavy. So, like, basically, he's now just like an executioner, like, damning everyone to death because he's, yeah, infecting everyone over the airwaves, man. It is 5G, <laughs> Rob. It is 5G. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's um, it's whack. That is, that's mad. Right. Inside. Okay. So then that's, so that's pretty much it. That's like. You, yeah, they never really resolved where it came from. It was just, it's a, it's well, a Jesus so, bug. Oh. Oh. Uh, we Hello. lost Mark there. Hold on. I'm going to call him back. That was weird. We just lost the call. Just Hello, Rob. 
Hello, mate. You're back. back. You're back. Maybe we were infected. Oh, my God. I we're infected. 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 Oh, my God. So, you right. So, let's, let's ball through this, shall we? Right. So, so, so they've been infected by the god bug that is yeah. infecting everyone. So, they're now Grant, who wants to warn the people, but basically at the same time, he'll be condemned and all to death. Yes. In the meantime, whilst the, he's on the radio, right. he's trying to speak and tell people about everything. Sid, the producer, is managed to get on the phone to her daughter because her. Um, they did mention earlier that her ex has got the kids in the city, right? So they're safe. But he's a bastard and won't let them talk to talk to her mum. Okay. Um, so he managed to talk to her daughter, and on she's the phone. She's saying, "Honey, sweetheart," loads oh, of times. No. Going, "Oh, honey, sweetheart." And the doctor starts like um, freaking he's out. looking to go, well, she should be saying this. And he's babbling on, babbling on. And then he starts stuttering. He starts getting stuck. He starts oh, getting no. stuck. And yeah. And um, the the other people start, they, they manage to get into the studio. They're in the building. They smash their way through the building. Right. Um, but they um, they start saying, Sydney Briar is alive. Sydney Briar is alive. Right. And through the outside speaker. And that's what we heard. To try and draw them away. Yeah. So they hear it and they start singing and they actually, they all managed, they managed to get everyone out. Wow. Okay. Why did he choose but Sydney they, Briar is alive though? Is that just... I, I don't. Because no I think they were trying, they were trying to, they were trying to tell her that, um... Yeah, but trying to use that as him to say she's alive, so right. go and get her kind of thing. Okay. And they heard it outside. She, she was out. She thought she was outside. Gotcha. I think that's what it was. Right. Um, but they decide that they're going to leave the doctor behind because he's stuck. He's starting yeah. to look infected. He was well. Yeah. I mean, he he ruined it for everyone. Weirdo. <laughs> so so the yeah exactly so. Them, Sid and Grant, they start talking French. He's like, oh, you're parlez en français? And he's like, oh, smoking his little fingers to say little. Yeah. He doesn't actually say anything. And it's it seems they are being overdubbed by people speaking French for them. That's what it seems Probably. like. <laughs> it's suddenly they can speak really good French. Right. <laughs> um, so French seems to be okay, obviously. So whoever's done this is definitely French, yeah. thinking French is a superior language. And maybe, maybe, mate, they're just pissed off with the English language. They have to talk the English language. Well, that's what I mean. Again, there does seem to be some sort of commentary here about, like, yes, you fat Western capitalist pigs and your, your, your English language. You know, we don't want any more of that. We're done. Yeah. We're done. That sounds like something the French would do, right? This has Macron written all over it. But they get attacked. Do you know? Can you guess by who? Someone that was in the studio earlier. Oh, um, someone was in the studio earlier. Um, well, it can't be L- Laurel or whatever. She's exploded. She's dead. <laughs> she's no, dead. No, she's dead. Uh, obviously, Grant. Oh, the um. Oh, that's right. The pantomime people, <laughs> whatever it was. The sing. The Arabians. The Arabians. <laughs> Or the labias, whichever <laughs> you want to call it. The Arabian <laughs> labias. Love it. Yeah, Lawrence of the labias. Right, so <laughs> that's weird because obviously Laura, um, the guy who played Lawrence Baby was gay. Ah, fun fact, fun fact. Roll a six. <laughs> so it's the girl who got stuck saying, I don't know how, I can't remember how this ends. And she gets stuck going, prat, prat, prat. And she attacks them. Oh, my God. Can you guess what they do? Um, They just shout at her in French. These <laughs> are not quite. Um, oh, they, they rip her tongue out to stop her from talking. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty much, right. they kill her. Oh. Like they, they batter. But there was this weird moment where 
they were back they were hitting her over the head loads and then they so they cut to like where she's the girl's lying on the floor getting battered and they cut to looking at the wall right there's like a poster of Grant on there and it just stays there it's almost like I thought maybe I thought maybe are they did they imagine they're doing that are they actually there yeah. like I thought maybe there was some sort of twist there but no, no. I think it was literally <laughs> just to show you that they didn't want to show the violence right, okay. so they just showed you a, a picture of the wall like employee of the month yeah pretty much and so she she dies oh dear um but the doc, right? They tried to leave him in, in, into the studio. Yeah. But can you guess, does the, ho- the doctor end up dying or does he become the hero, do you think? Ooh, well, I mean, I would have initially said he was dead, but, I mean, it sounds like he's he's still got some life left in him then. I guess he's going to do something fairly heroic. He, he jumps out the window he came in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And lures the herd away. Oh. What a hero! What a champ! He starts shouting, "Sydney Briars alive!" And they all follow him. And oh they, my they god! Leave. He exited from whence he came, like a comedic um, sitcom character. Like <laughs> he sort of swan dives through the window, just be like, "Hey guys!" Yeah, he just yeah, he just disappears as quickly as he turned up. Wow. So all of a sudden, they, you hear a helicopter fly over. <gasps> oh my god! It's the Sunshine Chopper. It's real. <laughs> they manage it alive. And they cut down time and some time has passed and Sydney's got drunk on the whiskey oh, they found earlier. Sydney. So they're in they they lock themselves actually because of the the um the people the the herd that were in the in the place, they hide themselves into a cupboard. Right. And they they get drunk. And Grant's listening to the radio, um, and he's trying to he's saying, How can you not how do you not understand something? You know like the dogs were saying, once the word is understood by you, yeah, you are infected. So how can you not understand a word? Yeah, true. That's a good point. And these are all very, like, normal, everyday words. Or it's kind of weird, their selection yeah. of words that they picked, you know, to, to travel. But how do, you un- how do you not understand a word? Any idea? How would you do uh, that? How would you not understand a word? Um, what would you do with a word and you would lose all meaning? You say it over and over again. Yeah. Ah. Wait. So you repeat this word over and over again, so it loses its meaning. Right. So that's like the so, way to get your vaccine against it or something. Yes, exactly. There we oh go. Oh, my God. That's it. So that's how he starts thinking. And obviously, she's drunk. She starts babbling on and stuff. He's like, no. And she starts getting stuck on a word. Right. And... She's saying, oh, because he's saying, you killed that kid. He's like, no, you killed that. She's going, kill, kill, kill. And he's like, no, 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 don't listen to me. We can do this. We can we can um, immunize ourselves or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, um, so then he's like, kill isn't kill. Kill isn't kill. Kill isn't kill. Kill is wonderful. Kill is anything other than kill. Kill is kiss. Kill is kiss. And guess what oh, they do? Oh, they smooch, don't they? You yeah, horned Yeah, so horrible. You horned yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was so horrible, mate. It was just awful. Oh, terrible. My... It wasn't exactly Kirsten Dunst kissing an upside-down spider. Oh, my God. What a um, what a way to, you know, when people are in those kinds of situations, you know, make them horny. It's, 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 it's yeah, a way yeah. of surviving. yeah. <laughs> Well, and it sounds like a pervert's way of getting kissed, really. It does. It? They realise that they the contagion is broken. That they can fix this, so they go. They think, right, one last show to save the world. <laughs> okay. He's got to try. He, he's got to do it. He's, I mean, look, he's a hard-hitting journalist. He's saying uh, there is there is explosions outside. You can hear gunfire because the army's turned up outside. Right. And and he's going. 
he's saying stuff. They're saying, oh, you know, um, hippopotamus is grass. And, and they're saying all these random words that don't mean okay. anything. It's so ridiculous. And then whilst he's on the radio, you just suddenly hear this French guy saying, the, the same guy who was on the emergency broadcast yeah. saying, don't listen to that man. He is sick. He is sick. Yeah. And she is the only one who seems to hear that. It's very odd. Okay. And then nothing gets mentioned. Stop the broadcast. Stop the broadcast. Right. Um, and then there's loads of explosions. He's going off on one. He's shouting all these words. No, we've cured it. Listen to us. We can fix it. Listen to Mazzy. Listen to Mazzy. They seem to admit that they were never making any sense. Um, it's not the end of the world. It's just the end of the day. You know, right. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here, you cocksuckers. This is what Grant's shouting, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. He's saying it's not. It's not. He's trying to. He's trying to remove the meaning. Yeah. Of like the the words, and he's saying it's not the end of the world. It's the end of the day. Right. And then you hear the the gunfire and the explosions just come to a stop. Okay. And he's like, "Well, I'm still here, cocksuckers." And then there's a count from ten, nine in French. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the French. Uh, ate. What's it like? Siete. Cinq. Cat. Uh. Yeah, trois, cinq, quatre, trois, deux, deux. Uh. <laughs> and then she grabs him and kisses him, and then. <laughs> and then it goes to black. What? The whole place just explodes. They're trying to destroy everyone, kill everyone that's infected. They got taken out by like an airstrike, basically. And that was the end of the movie. Oh, my God, Rob. I don't even know if I still understand, understand, understand. Oh, my God. That is just words I cannot describe, and they shouldn't because they're apparently deadly and, and, will, and will kill us all. Yeah. That honestly feels like a film student idea at, like, high school kind of thing, and someone dusted it off out the drawer and were like, this will do. <laughs> <laughs> my god oh mate it was crazy i mean i wasn't expecting that sort of roller coaster and 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 they really tried to i mean they kept the suspense with not knowing not seeing stuff outside it was all sort of you know it was all audio to start with and then obviously yeah. the craziness with the trying to do, lose all meaning in words and it was a valiant effort but um but unfortunately the, the whole thing itself just lost meaning <laughs> So the woman, the the woman that he saw on the way there, they had they didn't even mention that after that. Right, exactly. And then kind of like the whole thing about him being sort of a hard hitting journalist or from like a hard hitting background, and then that didn't really go anywhere. There was nothing sort of from his past that came up there to sort of justify why they had this weird inner conflict about him wanting to be more conspiratorial and. And hard hitting, and and always being sidelined for a fluff piece. Yeah, yeah, strange. And like you say, that just didn't go anywhere either. Then, yeah, the chick. And then, but apparently, if you don't get the words out, or you can't infect someone, you just explode, which is also crazy. Yeah, you basically commit suicide as well. So, but you explode. It was absolutely mad. I didn't expect that. And oh, that's a lot. And then, what does the the title even mean, Pontypool? <laughs> it's the place. It's just the place. Oh, it's just the place. Right. Okay. I did not see where that was going. Mate, it was tough. It was a tough one. And it, yeah, but you know, I hope the reveal was, uh, was Oh no, it was. was it was interesting. It. I mean, the God bug. I mean, beautiful. Beautiful bit of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hear it again, shall we? It could be an emergence of a new arrangement for life. Our language is its host. 
It could have sprung spontaneously out of perception. If it found its way into language, it could leap into reality itself. Changing everything, it may be boundless. It may be a god bug. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If it was said like that, and it was said with that sort of... That conviction, that that belief in your words, Rob. That was beautiful. Yes. Mr. President, that's what we should be calling you. <laughs> Mr. President. I think, you know, you, you could you could really get it, you know, people to believe what you're saying. I'm sure you could. Yeah, so that's what yeah. I mean. I don't really understand, yeah, what the... Well, the graph, so we don't have any origin of why it might have come into being. We don't have any sort of reason of why you would explode... Um, it's a little bit like, um, wow, what's it? It's a little bit, is it that movie Bird Box with Sandra Bullock where it was yeah. like you can't look at whatever this thing is but you don't ever really sort of see the thing and then there's that other one isn't there with, um, uh, what was it called? Oh, it's basically where they're just having to sign language the whole movie. Um, I can't remember. Oh, um, um, A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place, yes. So it's kind of a little bit like that, where it's this, um, yeah, like you say, very mysterious, uh, un, sort of un, like, oh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, I guess you just don't ever really find out what it really is, right? It's just the whole thing is a no. MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Driving them. Do you know the guy Grant reminded me, you remember the guy, um, do you remember Con Air? Oh, yeah. You know the guy, he was a scrawny little rump, but he had like a... Um, he had a beard, and he looked like a sort of—he looked like he was from the south. Yeah, tall, like, I know, believe that guy. That guy is that what Grant's like? Um, he was—he—he he was in. I'm sure he was in Con Air. He was, yeah, and he wore. I'm sure he would have worn a cowboy hat. He was in Prison Break as well. Okay, and he was in Heroes. He was in Heroes, the guy that could move the earth in Heroes. Oh yeah, I, th- I know. Do you yeah, that? I do remember Heroes. That guy. All right. He looks very much like that guy. Okay. Nice. Okay. That guy's hot, so uh, I'll definitely be watching this movie, um, <laughs> mate. You should, you should watch. You, you should watch it. I think, I think it'd be interesting to have that perspective and then watch it and see how you feel after seeing, seeing it. Yeah. Well, thank you once again for sitting through that, um, so that we can uh, we can deliver <laughs> this uh, to the people. <laughs> my pleasure. Yeah, I look forward to seeing it with my own eyes. Um, but on mute, apparently, because, you know, words, they be infectious. <laughs> That's right. Be careful what you say, guys. Be careful of the the whispers that you hear. They could get you God-bugged. Right. Well, yeah. Hope you enjoyed that, folks. That roller coaster ride that is Pontypool and... And the baffling nature of that film, and hopefully you get you guys can watch him make up your own goddamn mind. That's right. Well, that's it. Hit that switch. <laughs> <laughs>